Ask the Podcast Coach for July 6, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one, the only. He gets up early every Saturday morning to do this. Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. How's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Let's just be honest. I'm old. I just wake up. I don't, <laughs> I don't actually get up early. I just wake up. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, if you're watching us live, we are not using the Spreaker thing today because Dave is troubleshooting his internet connection by going directly to his um, modem. Modem. Yes. Yeah. We've cut the router out of the picture today. We'll see if that fixes it. If it is... I was going to go to Best Buy. Jim, you're saying Best Buy, not the best place to... Well, they I don't mean, have even the biggest selection. Oh, okay, yeah. That's it, the problem. I mean, it's, it's like, a good store. I like it. I was there last night. Yeah, no, I like it. But it's they just don't have the widest selection at the best price. And this is... Um, Amazon's the evil empire, but they you just get so many more choices there, and especially in this kind of area of a router switch, whatever, whatever you're going to call that thing. Um, you just get, you get a better choice that way. Yeah. The, um, if you want to jump on in, if you have a question, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, and you can jump right in here. Speaking of Best Buy, was it Best Buy last night? Never underestimate. Yeah, don't underestimate the um, the power of swag. I was in Best Buy last night, and I had a PodFest t-shirt on. And this guy walks over and he goes, you do like podcasting stuff? He goes, what was that one? And I'm like, oh, this is in Florida, blah, blah, blah. He works for uh, iHeart. In Clear Channel, mm. and he's mm. got a couple different stations. He was on. He said, "Pulling the card, ninety six point nine Radio Free Akron." Uh, Chris Gustavus oh, FM. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And he said he's got a streaming station. I'm like, "Oh, I can help you with with that." I go because you know podcasting's on demand. You don't have to worry about this streaming stuff. And I forget. Oh, the reason it cost him so much is he's paying all the ASCAP and BMI and all that stuff. Because I'm like, what's he goes, oh yeah, you gotta gotta do all that stuff, and I was like, oh, icky. So, podcasters but, could learn from that, by the way. Like the radio guys do it right when it comes to licensing and yeah. all those pieces that they do. Like they get it right. That's why they can do all the things that they do. Podcasters want to do this for like a nickel, and so yeah. you know we can't we you can't get those things for free if if you if you want to use them. You can't get the best music. You can't you know do those kinds of things. So we could learn a little bit, and I think. There's some companies I heard uh, Rob Greenlee allude to this the other day. And one of the things he's on um, that they're like some of the podcast host companies are starting to think through this licensing bit. Mm-hmm. And if the podcast companies can do it, Spreaker before he left Spreaker was kind of on the forefront of this licensing. They had some music you could get before some other things, right? They were, they were trying to do this. And I think eventually that that's the smart route, right? Have these big companies, kind of come together and you pay a fee to be a part of a license holder, right? Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, I think Blueberry has one too for some sort of music. Uh, Spreaker has one. And they keep hinting that the guy from, I think it's podcastmusic.com, says that there's some big news coming. And I'm like, well, I'll believe it uh, when I say it. But uh, speaking of big things coming, we have a uh, a question from Brian that uh, he called in over the week. Hi, Dave and Jim. Just wanted your uh, update uh, uh, feedback of what you think of Wooshka now that they have a paid version 
an upgraded premium type version. If you've had a chance to look at it, Dave, I'd appreciate your feedback. I know that you've mentioned that for any free podcast hosting, you've mentioned that Wooshka is one you would maybe consider compared to, say, the other free type of hostings that are available out there. So I'd love your opinion about uh, the latest updates with Wooshka uh, as a free podcast hosting. Okay, so here's Thanks, the- Jim and uh, Dave. Didn't mean to cut him off. What's cool about this backpack studio thing is when it gets down to the last five seconds, it starts to trace a red circle around it to kind of let oh, you know nice. that, hey, you're almost done. Um, so here's my criteria for uh, media hosts. Number one, don't mess with my file. Whatever I upload is what I want people to download. Not No. And I almost give them a pass on this because there is no way any, but they did this before they did dynamic ad insertion, but any company that does dynamic ad insertion is not going to keep your file name. That's just, you know, that's kind of a, so uh, give me the ability to have an unlimited back catalog. Okay. That works. Uh, don't limit my audience size, unlimited bandwidth. Okay. Don't control my feed and make it easy to leave. If I choose to do so, uh, I need to be able to put in a, a 301 redirect. They do that. It's not super easy to find. And their, um, their tutorial on their website is outdated from what their interface now looks like, but I figured it out. Number five, give me support. I'm assuming they have support. Uh, Charge me for your service so you can stay in business. Well, this is the weird one. Their free version is free. Their paid version is 99 bucks. And I'm kind of like, that's... That escalates fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want dynamic ad insertion on Libsyn, it's 99 bucks, I think is the, the cheapest it starts at. And then... The more shows you get, the cheaper it gets, or I'm sorry, take the most expensive it gets. And then there are other bandwidth fees and things like that. And for more information on that, email Rob at Libsyn.com because I can't talk on that. Uh, and then last one, give me stats. Well, they're actually IAB certified. I heard, uh, I think it was James Cridlin say that. So one would think that, hey, really the only thing that they do is they mess with my file. So then I went over to BernieTheCatShow.com because Bernie the Cat was uh, a wooshka. That's the other thing. I swear I can type in their their address and it doesn't. I have to almost Google Wooshka because it's K-A-A, I think, or something weird. And uh, here's two. It is two A's. K-A-A dot com. Yeah. And here's the fun thing. None of my files worked this morning. Like I'm like, what? That's weird. So then I went in and this this is a they changed my file. Like I used to have, let's just say whatever, Wooshka dot com slash Bernie the Cat one dot MP3. And I went over and it was now like media.wushka.com slash. And I was like, whoa, you changed all my. So none of my files worked. So I'm like, all right. So then I copied the one that was the actual file name, pasted it in there, hit play and still got a like a this file doesn't live here. And I'm like, well, you know, they seem to pass all my criteria. I guess I need to add an eighth one. And I would like the file to play when I hit play. <laughs> I was like, so, you know, and I will say I tried to play with their dynamic ad insertion. Not the most intuitive. On one hand, wow, do they give you tons of, as any decent system would, you can pick where it goes and what time and blah, blah, blah. But every time I went to do it, it was like, pick your show. And I'm like, okay, pick the show. It's uh Bernie, the cat and the worst podcast ever. 
go. And it was like, you didn't select any shows. So there's some, some check bark. I'm not checking or whatever, but my biggest complaint is, uh, your files didn't play when I click play. So, you know, and I'll be interested to see, um, cause this is kind of, they're kind of going the anchor route. They're going to try to make money from their free service by having, you know, dynamic ads. And I'm like, um, that hasn't really worked yet, but kudos for trying. So we shall see. But, uh, I remember when I first heard about them and I emailed them and they do something else besides Wooshka. There's another company that owns Wooshka and whatever that does makes tons of money is basically what they said, which kind of reminded me of, uh, blab. Blab. Yeah. And I'm like, I've heard that before. Uh, we have plenty of money. Yeah. We have plenty of money. We're, we're not going to do this. Anymore. Yeah, we're done. We're <laughs> out of here. So that was the toy I got to play with. Jim, you were playing with a toy I've played with, which was otter.ai. Yeah. Why have I not done this before? Like, I know we, I'm sure if we go back in the back catalog of Ask the Podcast Coach, we've talked about this before. But, and I've had a high schooler, so I have a high school internship program at Gallup. And at the beginning of the summer, I asked him, like, let's look at some services to help me transcribe the show's better. And really what I was looking for, the transcriptions are so terrible. What I was really looking for was a service that could correct the transcriptions that are awful and do it fast. And you could take the transcriptions and move it into somewhere where you could use Grammarly on it. I mean, all those kinds of things work uh, to get that done. But that was a project I gave to them. And one of them came to Otter. And Dave, like, it's great. Like, I do not know why uh, more people aren't talking about it. And, and they are, I Googled, I went to one of the podcast groups on Facebook and I put in otter. I'm like, how come I haven't really done this yet? And there was plenty of conversation about it. So by the way, that's the right thing to do. You go to the Facebook group first and you go to the search and then you type (laughs) what you're looking for first. (laughs) Yay! Just saying, just saying. So, um, nobody listening to the show would do that, by the way. I mean, they, you guys would always do the right thing, but, um, What's really cool about Otter, so I ran some Gallup podcasts and some of my own podcasts through a test account. And the very first time you put it in, it tries to go through and recognize and break the, spree- the speakers up. So you, it separates the transcripts. It's really a transcription engine. That's right. It's really what it, what it does best. And so I went through and corrected one of them and hit re, you know, kind of like, a, what do they call it? Uh, re something, the speakers. There's yeah. a like reprocess, right? It takes 10 or 15 minutes to do. And holy cow, it really does a great job of separating. Once it kind of learns the, the voice patterns that are in there, yeah. it then it starts assigning. It goes back through and corrects all the transcripts kind of based on what it's learned. Then the second podcast is even better because you put that in and it starts learning from the first and applies it to the second. And you can make some minor corrections in the second and it will then say reprocess and it'll do it again. The accuracy on that thing is freakishly crazy now the the accuracy of the of what the people are saying is all dependent on the sound quality of the right. file that you give it and you know, like i never finish sentences and i never say anything complete and i don't really say <laughs> words right and so it, it's it's not its fault that it didn't get me right on all those things i'm kind of excited to throw the third one in and see what it gets you know let it process let it do it let's thing but i'm i'm interested in like this could really at work I have a guy who goes in and listens for things and types out little segments for us. And he does these two or three little breakouts with some, with some uh, uh, timestamps. This could completely change that for him. Instead of him having to listen for those, he could listen for content, get the title out of it, put the timestamps in and he's done. So 
Otter has been pretty amazing. Yeah. I just don't know why I haven't done it before. What I used it for is I had a client that does, um, it's called Free Advice Friday, Amy Collins. She's a book guru, which was awesome because I'm like, I could use a book guru right now. And I kept explaining to her what sh- like show notes were. I'm like, can you write a little paragraph about whatever you talk about? And for whatever reason, uh, I was not explaining this right. And she wasn't getting it and kept sending me like one sentence that was basically, um, you know, Amy answers your questions. So I'm like, yeah, I think people got that. So I've pointed her at Otter. I said, can you run the audio through this if you want, or I'll do it or whatever. And she does. Cause it's great. All I need are the questions that she asks. And it's, it's I see, I've never done the thing where I've edited. Cause when I saw it, I was like, mm, this is machine editing. It's not is it's, it's like, you know, 80%. Which is, you know, not bad, but that's whatever. Uh, two out of ten words is, is I think it also depends on what you're talking about, too. Because, like, with her, she's using all these company names. Like, you know, uh, design to, oh, I think it's, I forget what it is. But it's a bunch of weird company yeah, names. They, they struggle. Oftentimes, yeah. they struggle with brand yeah. names. But yeah. for me, it's great because I can go through and just look for the word, like, how or what or who or whatever. And I'm like, oh, there's a question. And it makes it, it cut her bill in like half because I used mm-hmm. to have to listen to her show. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing I can actually see if because a lot of times she'll do this. She'll be like, OK, because it's a live show and she'll go, OK, let's see if anybody else has a question. Um, OK, um, you know, and I'm like, OK, this is dead air. You know, so I I can see if she's doing that, which is also pretty easy to see in the audio. But yeah, so otter.ai, it's uh, 600 minutes a month. That's the other thing I was like. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Because for most people, that's a lot. You can, I can get away with it. Like my regular show, I can, I do four shows a month. They're an an hour and 20 minutes. That gets me, that's right there. Like I can, it's it's pretty close. I could do both. And even the paid version, $10 uh, a month for 6,000 minutes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, it's super generous. That's yeah. yeah that one of, one of the one of the things I want to contact them on though. In in what so Microsoft has a video indexing service on Azure that does something very very similar to this. And one of the things it allows you to do is put a file in place when it's doing the editing to help the machine learning because this is what it's doing. Help the machine learning uh, do the transcriptions better. So. Like Gallup is spelled G-A-L-L-U-P, not O-P. And 90% of the time when I, I never say, I'm, oh, look at that horse is galloping or that person was running at a gallop. <laughs> I never say that, right? So almost 100% of the time, every time I say gallop, it needs to be spelled with a U, not an O. I can tell the file that and it will, it'll pick it up as a brand and it'll capitalize it. That's another important part, right? So I need to contact the guys um, over there at Otter. And say, are you doing anything in the transcriptions? Or if I correct the transcriptions, will those corrections build a file for me that will allow that machine learning to be better? They always say, I always say, I am Jim Collison and live from the Gallup Studios here in Omaha, Nebraska. It always puts Carlson in there, C-A-R-L-S-O-N. And okay, it's close. And I say Collison, not Carlson. There's no, they're close. I get that, but I should be able to correct that and then have it, have it correct itself in future versions man if they could nail that dave lights out game like i could oh oh yeah now if they could just get me to speak better actually on the podcast that would be even better <laughs> if they it. could they could help me finish sentences and those kinds of things we've got a uh 
a question here in the chat. Uh, what do you feel about Zoom.us? This is where I need Steve Stewart. Here's the thing. From what I understand, the recording that you get from Zoom is at a really weird sample rate. It's at like 33-something instead of 44-1. So you're taking less pictures of your audio. It sound, it's definitely listenable, but not great because that's what I get for, speaking of Free Advice Friday, that's what she sends me. She sends me the video file from Zoom, and I then take it, convert it to a wave, and try to kind of edit it there. Um, what I do with Zoom, when I uh, if I ever do an interview via Zoom, is I run it out of my computer. I take the audio from my computer and run it into some sort of recording device because, yes, it's still going to be compressed because we're going over the internet, but it's at my own, it's, it's a wave file. I'm not, you know, because with their recording, it's streamed across the internet and it's not recorded in the absolute best format you can get. So it's a little better uh, than than typical. My favorite is Squadcast. I just, I think they're like, that's, it seems, that's the other thing about Zoom that I really am getting annoyed with. They have a giant microphone button that says mute. And then they have this little sliver of an up pointing arrow that you have to click on to say, what is your microphone and what is your headphones? And I would love to have that either split in half and say microphone and then mute or something because I, I have a video that shows people how to use Zoom and because I use it for the School of Podcasting office hours. And it's always I'm always having to take screenshots and then share my screen to go click on this, that thing right there, where Squadcast kind of smacks you in the face and goes, what are you using? I mean, the only kind of downside of Squadcast is you have to use Chrome. And but I'm like, who, you know, like if somebody go, oh, what's a Chrome? I don't think we're going to run into that. I know there are people that love their Firefox and love their Safari. And yes, there are those people that love Microsoft Edge. And I'm like, really? Nobody, nobody (laughs) loves Edge. It's going to Chrome as well. But Chrome is there are people who are getting like Facebook are getting more and more concerned about what goes on inside of Chrome. That's just the problem is that. Google is spying on you for sure inside <laughs> of Chrome, for sure. Like it just, you're, you have no privacy. Now you can, you can install blockers and stuff. So Dave, that's the one hang up is, and I, I, I work with a lot of tech folks. And so when I say, Hey, we're going to use hangouts or whatever, and uh, we're going to use Chrome. This has been a nice thing about using StreamYard is I haven't, like, it's pretty agnostic. It doesn't care what browser you're yeah. currently using for the most part. Although it probably works better on Chrome. I'm going to say I use um, Chrome. Yeah, I think everybody does, but I think yeah. it's going to become a growing issue because Google is definitely spying on you. And just notice, though, no weird freaky. Uh, yeah, I haven't lost contact yet. So, yeah. oh, that's true. And we'll we'll give it a test here because it's time to. Uh, oh, dug on it. I thought it was going to be such a great transition, and I hit the wrong. I think it still can be. Well, I want to talk our awesome. I, yeah, because it's the beginning of the month, and I was like. Where here we go. I want. I was how on. Long, I'm always surprised at how long this list is. Well, it's one of those things. I go, go mow the lawn while you're doing this. Well, so. that's my whole thing. I'm starting to worry. Is like, was this whole thing of thanking everybody at the beginning of the month was like, hmm, maybe that wasn't. Uh, I, I don't want to like have people fast forwarding through stuff. So uh, our twenty dollar uh, donators, donators. There we go. Patrons are awesome supporters. Uh, awesome people like Greg from DebtShepherd.com. Glenn the Geek Hebert from HorseRadioNetwork.com, Joshua Rivers from PodcastingExperiments.com, uh, Aviation News Talk, that is our good friend Max Trescott, 
Uh, Shane over at spybrary.com. Carrie Bond at the Key West Perspective. Find it at keywestperspective.com slash podcast. My buddy Ronsley down in Australia at Amplify Media Group. Find him at mustamplify.com. Carl White at lifeinthecarolinaspodcast.com. Kim Cragy, which we have a question from, we might hit that later, at toastmasters101.net. And we'll thank our $10 supporters in just a bit. So um, we did have a question from Kyle Bondo, which I love his name. I do. And I also love Kyle. Do you still do Merchants of Dirt? It's like the best name podcast ever. It says there seems to be a few podcast hosts that are in the business only producer space like Fireside.fm and Transistor.fm, who I just looked at barely for the first time ever, like two days ago, which is build your your SaaS podcast. Is there a middle tier hosting market forming? Maybe. What do you think, Jim? Yeah, I think there's space for it for sure. Yeah, because I notice. Oh, what did I watch? It might have been Wooshka. There was somebody that was like adding your producer or they'll have like a, a hosting package where it's like it's X amount a month and it's you and like you get two people, two logins to your account. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of different. So and I think there was one where you could. Add, oh, it was Pinecast, who's the five dollar a month. Boy, there's a bad business model. Five dollars a month for as many podcasts as you want for as many episodes as you want. And I'm like, that just reeks of abuse me. You know what I mean? It's just not free though. This is not yeah, free. The $5 true. bump stops. Yeah. I think probably some of that. Cause there, we just have cheap enough people. They're like, no, not even five bucks. And you're like, okay, then you probably shouldn't yeah. be there. And, and Kyle makes a great point though. For whatever reason, none of those hosts ever show up at conferences. It's always lips and blueberry pod being the speaker. That is true. I've never seen Castos. I've never seen Pinecast. Uh, the only one I've ever seen it. He didn't have a booth was the guy from Awesound. I think his name is Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, yeah, we interviewed him here. Yeah, and he, yeah. he, you know, stopped by and said hi. But in terms of, and may, and that's where you kind of scratch your head, because especially, let's say it's podcast movement. I mean, that is the biggest event. So if you could only do one, I would think it would be that, depending on who your market is. You might go PodFest, and they're not there. And, if, and I realize those booths are somewhere between... I don't know. I'm going to guess 500 to a thousand dollars, maybe a little more. Anybody know? Uh, Daniel might know because he had a booth one year. Oh, how, how expensive they are. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't think it's a price thing. I think it's a market thing like Lipson, Spreaker, Blueberry. They are really they really target. Now, they <clears throat> they also target other groups, but they really target the consumer market. Right. That's the the, the solo podcaster who's out there doing it by himself or herself. You know, doing doing this thing kind of, you know, that was the that's the roots. Now, Lipson Blueberry Speaker, they also have enterprise solutions as well. And they have mm-hmm. large enterprises doing the the stuff that they do on them. But their target it really started in the consumer space. These other I think these other organizations are starting in the in the enterprise space to begin with. That's why they're doing what they do. The podcast movement is not really their target. It should be. But it's not. I, I don't think they believe that's money well spent for for what they're doing. So, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Uh, Jim is pointing out that I am sitting too you're low. low. You're lower. Than and that's, I, that's so, because I'm trying to fit the TV I, I in. Know. So I, I just need to sit up straight. So it's so funny. We had a we had a I was using a stream yard for one at work and my co-hosts was a little fainter. Like so she was a little whiter and mm-hmm. I was a little darker. And and we had somebody in the audience go, hey, can you can you guys 
I was like, really? Yeah. Like that? Really? Yes. <laughs> so anyways. Somebody asked, what was the alternative to Zoom? That is Squadcast. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Squadcast, uh, that's uh, it's a pretty cool system. That's the one where it records everybody locally to your local hard drive and then uh, uploads it later and you get separate tracks and all sorts of fun stuff like that. And speaking of other fun stuff, uh, let's thank our $10 supporters. We're talking about awesome people like Jeffrey over at Podnuts. That's P-O-D-N-U-T-Z. That's the Computer Repair Podcast. Um, Jonathan Bloom at WeeklyAwesome.com. Michael over at BabyMountainRadio.com. He does the show Caregivers for Dementia. Nick Suberling at CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com. I haven't heard from Subes in a while. I'll have to reach out. Uh, Sean Park. You've been busy. Yeah, well, it's soccer season. Uh, Sean at uh, BeYourOwnNerd.com. Barry Kessler at BarryKessler.com. Jay Cleveland Payne at MoreBetterMedia.com. And we will thank our $5 supporters in our next segment. So I wish I could set this. Another thing about StreamYard. I wish I could set it like a default. So it just goes back to that one instead of the one where we're. I like, I like this. I like this better. Because it's the this wide. This is my favorite. Is it? Because it's wide angle. Yeah, you don't have That's to leave true. Here, but. Well, um, I don't look as short in that version. You're actually as tall as I am. We we've met in yeah. person, and you're you're actually <laughs> as tall as I am. I I always thought you were shorter, but we're, we're I sound short. I, I've been told that. <laughs> I have actually. Uh, really? Yeah. Does that, what I, does so, that mean? Somebody walked up to me you and goes, sound short. They said you sounded shorter, and and I'm like, what? Okay, huh. can you hear that? Yeah, the woman in the tube is having problems in my bedroom. Oh. I, I don't know what I heard, but I, hence always close the studio door when you're recording. Uh, we we're talking about um, browsers. Daniel says I switched to the Brave browser. It's built with the same source code as Chrome, but focuses on privacy. Ah. Yeah, if you're worried about being spied on, Brave is has kind of emerged as the default uh, secure browser for for people. They do strip everything out. There's no tracking that's in it. So that's a it's a good way to go. It's a it's a browser I leave on the desktop and I should probably use a little more often and it works just like Chrome does. By the way, Edge is going the same route. So if you're on Windows <laughs> and shocking you, you yeah, you um not right now, but in the next, I don't know, six months or so, they'll probably replace Edge with a Chrome based version of Edge. So if you if you're if that's all you have on your browser and you're gonna use it, um there you go. Microsoft, I don't think will spy on you as much. Will they not spy on you at all? I doubt it. I, uh, Ryan says, are you still loving StreamYard? I know I do. Um, yeah, we've three weeks now. I've been using it at work. I've probably done four or five of these at work this way. The audience feedback has been tremendous. They love what we do all the time here by just bringing in the chat questions. Um, we also will consider Zoom. We have, I have a Zoom. We have an enterprise Zoom account, which is pretty helpful. I can use webcasts or webinars, I guess is what they call them in Zoom. But I, I don't know if I can, Dave, move away from the StreamYard at the moment. It works out pretty well. I see what Ross, I see why Ross and Miss Eileen were so big on it uh, yeah. or are so big on it right now. Yeah. Uh, Jim Harold says, hoping Squadcast integrates automated scheduling with Calendly like Zoom. Here's the cool thing, Jim. This is what I do with it. Uh, Squadcast has a kind of a default room. I forget the name of it. And you can make it like always ready room or whatever. And then you can have the, uh, here's your schedule link. Thank you so much for signing up. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Here's the link to the meeting because that link never changes. Uh, 
it's good. And I believe they're doing it. I reached out to Zach at Squadcast and said, all I need to do is once that thing is over, let me rename that because I don't want to have 10 listings of generic name, generic name, generic name, generic name. But I love that. It makes it so easy then to uh, because I was like, now I've got this whole weird thing where I've got to do that. And yeah, it's uh, it's pretty sweet because it works with uh, and then I I don't know if they integrate with Google Calendar, but that's what my in this case, Calendly does that for you. For me, I use Acuity scheduling. So, um, but that's how I do that because they have that that kind of never changing. Um, going back briefly to the talk about uh, advertising at shows, uh, Kyle says at Podcast Movement twenty five hundred for some. Yeah, you, that would make sense. That yeah, makes sense. And then yeah. if you think about it, if you're charging five dollars a person, you know, and they're making they're giving you sixty bucks a year. You got to have a lot of people to pay for that 2500, but that's well, but like podcast movement has 3 or 4000, right? So that's 75 cents a person to have potential access yeah. to them. Yeah. That's so, pretty cheap. I I just think the other thing that that people uh, to me, I mean, I just said Mark from Awesound. Why? Cuz I met the guy and I hung out with him for a bit. It's that building a relationship and and wouldn't you want to go where your target audience is to see what they're complaining about to see if you can invent the solution? That may not be their target though. Man, that's could be it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I would think like podcast movement, people would have figured out by now if that was their target, they would be there. But I I think they've analyzed it and said, no, this large consumer space isn't going to be our play. We're not going to do the onesie twosies. The <laughs> we answer these questions all the time on Facebook. What's the best hosting provider? Yeah. They don't want those customers. Like that's not, they're not interested in that. They're interested in the pros. And I'll be honest, some of them are probably going after the radio market. We talked about that. You talked about that. I think in pre-show, right? You met, no, it was here on the show. You met somebody from radio cause you had your yeah. podcast shirt on. Well, the radio market is not there. They're, I mean, they've got all the tools and mechanics. They know how to do this. They're just looking for a new distribution way. And I think some of those middle level or some of these companies are going straight after the radio market. And so sure. it's a little more targeted. And you don't, I don't, you're not finding the radio market for the most, you know, for the most part. Well, that's what you're not, uh, you're not finding them in a podcast movement. That's what Omni Studio did. They used to have, uh, when I first launched Better Podcast, whatever it was, Best Podcasting Gear Podcast. Um, they had like a $9 monthly thing and it was weird. Cause I went over the one day to check their pricing and the only thing they went strictly enterprise and they were like, look, we're going after radio stations and big networks. And I was like, don't you care about me anymore, man? And they're like, no, not really. Uh, they're just not our target audience. Not that we hate you, but I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I will quit referring indie podcasters to, you know, go check it out as an option. So, but it's just, there's more, there's more money in it. Like consumers yeah. are more stable at times, but on the enterprise, it's a little, it's more risky, but there's just more money in it. And well, so, if, you know, go ahead. Well, the other thing is if you have somebody paying $99 a month, they're not going anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? This is somebody who's in it to win it kind of thing. It's not like, oh, I'm going to dip my toe in the, and we'll try it for three months and see what happens. This is somebody who's probably done their research. And it's like I said, it's a network. They're going to move multiple shows over and, so they're, they're not asking how to get free graphics for album art <laughs> and how do, how do I get my show? How do I get my show notes for free? And how do I, you know, yeah. they're not, they're not, they're, they're, these are pros that are willing to pay for all these things. They, they don't want to do it themselves. And to them, time is money. And so they're like, Hey, no, no, I, I understand that I need to invest to make money. Yeah. I think it's, 
I think, uh, well, for hobby podcasters, right, it's fine. If you want to do this all for free, it's great on the hobby side. But if you're in this for the money, you got to treat it like a business. And you got to spend money to make money. That's and, it. And that's, if you're not, mm, chances are it's, you're not going to go that far. Right. Speaking of money, uh, this would be a great time to thank our $5 donators. Don't, I keep making up new words. Patrons. Uh, also, people like Chris Holifield at IamSaltLake.com, Ed Ryan at Podcasting for Dummies, uh, Eric Hunley at UnstructuredPod.com, Eliquity at TravelGlutenFree.me, Jason Bryan at Matt Talk Online, Jason at CUATX.com, Jeremy at TransmissionsPodcast.com, some guy named Jim Collison. You ever heard of him? I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's uh, <laughs> kind of cheap at five bucks. Jeez, cheap. Yeah, the average guy.tv. Joe Salsi High at stackingbenjamins.com. Joe Taylor at On Face Edge. Kim Slusher at distractedlifepodcast.com. Rob Griffiths at bedtime.fm. Uh, Master Cauldron at cauldronscript.com. Rob at bedtime.fm slash storytime. Troy Heinrichs at blacklistexposed.com. Troy Price at frontporchstudios.com. Troy, by the way, I did send your sticker in the mail. Uh, Kyle, you've heard of him. You love him. Kyle Bondo at gagglepod.com. And also uh, podrect.com. I was on his show, uh, I believe the last episode, talking about how I messed up the podcast rodeo show one day and put out an episode that had no Dave. That was an interesting episode. Uh, Matthew over at ScottishPodcast.com. Michael Ray, Ross Brand at uh, LivestreamUniverse.com. Ryan at MyPerfectPodcast.com. And we will thank our dollar uh, patrons shortly. So um, here is a question. Speaking of Kim Kraji, um, I had it. Where'd it go? Counting downloads. Maybe that's it. Nope. Multiple mics. Oh, here we go. Uh, She said, I write a full script for my podcast and use it for my show notes. I try not to read them, but use them as the basis for my recording. To market my podcast, I share it on Facebook and in about 30 or 40 Facebook groups and pages. Here's my problem. The members of the Facebook groups and pages are only reading my points on Facebook and replying or going to my show notes and reading and not listening. This is obvious by what they post in their response. So they're reading the content. Um, I'm thinking that maybe I should reduce my show notes to a bare minimum when I first post and then upgrade the show notes later. I do not monetize, nor am I interested in doing so. Therefore, Patreon isn't going to happen with this podcast. What would you do in my situation? So, Jim, I'll let, I've already answered this. I want to see if you say the same thing I do. Oh, yeah, because I think this is a complicated one, by the way. Okay. I'm not sure there's a there's a right answer um, on this thing. So basically, let me make sure I understand the premise of this, right? The yeah. written show notes are stealing from the lit people actually listening to the show. Right. That, that's, that's the In premise a nutshell. Of this, right? And she doesn't, she's not, the, the one that threw me is like, no, not threw me, but she's like, I'm not monetizing. So for me, th- my answer was, if I, let's say I did a show. And I had extensive show notes and I did audio and I did a YouTube channel. I'm of the elk of, I don't care how you consume my content. You're consuming my content. So since she's not doing Patreon then, or she's not doing advertising, like I don't really care about downloads then because I'm not doing CPM. So I was of the, the realm of they're reading your show notes. That's, that's a good thing. Yeah. I think if the goal is influence, whether they're reading them or they're listening to them. We have, I get this feedback all the time on the Gallup side, like make this stuff 
available in print, which I think is insane. Like I'm like, the whole idea is that you can listen to this on the road, in a car, in a train, walking the dog, washing the dishes, right? Whatever. That's the whole idea. But I, I do realize there's folks who really enjoy the content. By the way, a mark of engagement when they want to read what you're saying, it's pretty great. Like you're okay, they're engaged in the content. You yeah. know, you're making the right content at that point. So yeah, you got to kind of provide it for them. I don't. We're we're you know I'm I'm looking at Otter to kind of help us replace and and do some automated transcripts to help with that. But um, if they're reading it and they're not listening. Um, I could see where if you had an advertiser, that may be a problem because right. the advertisers want to hear the, uh, by the way, you could just take the advertising stuff and put it in your show notes. Like, you know, True. you could, we call those speed bumps, right? You come through and then you break out that, that text and then you put the advertisement or whatever you want to put in there, whether that's your own advertisement, you could still do that in your show notes, by the way, you could call things out or do shout outs inside of those kinds of things. I think if it's hobby, I think it's fine. Let them go. Let them go read Kim in the, Kim's in the chat room. So I don't. I don't know what um, what the drawback to that would be. I'm missing. A, I'm missing the drawback. Yeah, that's to them actually listening. Yeah, um, Ryan says people actually. Oh, reading. she does have a sponsor. Yeah, so oh, she does. Do she just said in the chat she does have a sponsor. Oh. so yes, that's the case, right? If you want them to hear the sponsor stuff, okay. Yeah, but do do what I just said. Take the sponsor stuff and put it in the written content as well. Make yeah. a little speed bump. Break it out. Throw it in there. Make it a little bit bigger. Some of those kinds of things. So if you're afraid they're going to the written content, write it in a way that the advertising is still in the written content. Yeah. I mean, right now I have uh, Chris Curran's podcast engineering school as a sponsor on the school of podcasting and smack dab in the middle of my show notes is a thing for the podcast engineering school. I am missing. You guys are talking about ROI somehow. What? what? Yeah, well, there was, uh, yeah, there was a uh, conversation here. going on about the ROI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big money. Yeah. But when do, when do we see any ROI? And, and I was like me, I see ROI all the time. And, and let me answer Kim's question and talk okay. about this as well, right? So what Kim, so we also produce show notes uh, in our, these are our enterprise, our Gallup enterprise podcasts that we do, right? They're all around strengths. It's all around our business. We're selling our product. It's a marketing podcast. That's what we do. So this year, we're actually moving our blogs from Blogger onto the Gallup.com infrastructure. And I've had a team now uh, go through our show notes from a couple of years ago and we're, we're introducing new breakout segments to them where we are putting in our own, we're, we're, we're calling out our own products with, through the show notes. So there's some way like Kim, like what you're talking about it, where people are reading through and then boom, Hey, here's something available. If you're thinking about this, here's something available, click on this and you can buy something, right? That's what your sponsor that your that your advertiser is looking for. We know. Um, I just did the stats for half a year. This is kind of crazy, Dave. You like this? So we did the stats for half year. So January 1, 2019 through June thirtieth, twenty nineteen. Just for those who are listening to this uh, another at another time. So I have a I have a program Theme Thursday that's super super popular. It's over half of our our whole network. So the life of the network we've done about one point one million downloads. That show represents 500,000 of those. So just just shy of half of that. We did not do a single episode in the reporting period. So January through June, took a break. We did another podcast. We told our audience, we're taking a break. We're coming back. Um, that show did 90,000 downloads, never having a show actually published to it in six months. Well, people walk away from your content if you don't publish, but it's interesting and they like it. Yes. Like this is the, 
you know, we have all these, all these worries. Like if I take a week off, they're going to run away. No, they're not. Well, if you're boring, they might, but if you're interesting and they're <laughs> engaged with you, um, 90,000 downloads, Dave, with not one single episode being created, which is to me pretty incredible, right? So yeah. our ROI on that, we have customers, you know, we sell these strengths codes, right? And um, we have a community of certified coaches that I talk to. That's my job is to talk to them every single week on these podcasts. Nice. We can, we can, can continue to see the purchase of those codes increase over time. That's my ROI significantly enough in the millions that it makes a difference. And so, yeah, you can absolutely, there is an ROI on these things. If you, you know, we've been doing it for seven years and, and the other, the, the other ROI is if I get these customers listening to my podcast, I can tell them to do things in real time, keep them up to date on platform changes and things that we're doing and new information and, get them involved. They're now informed consumers when they're making purchasing decisions. So yeah, that's the ROI when we, we, when we think about all those things. I know I, I answered two questions in one, but any feedback on that? No, that's uh, I totally agree. It's, it's uh, yesterday, uh, our good buddy, uh, this guy, no one will punch you in the face is uh, getting ready to launch a podcast for his company. And he's totally, you know, he gets it. It's like, okay, here's my target audience. You got to start there. Who is my target audience? And then what do they want to hear that and here's the content. Here's the goal that we want to do. And here's what they want to hear. Let's see where they overlap and, and go that route. And he's doing a show for restaurant owners. And cause his, uh, the company he works for is a restaurant software, uh, company. So it's, and they're going to be their own sponsors. So they're going to do things like, yeah, how, and so, by the way, he says hi. So he was like, he's like, I don't get up that early anymore. But he's he's recently moved. And he's Austin now, and used to be in Michigan. I go, it's just a little hotter in Texas, isn't it? And he's like, oh my gosh, I love Ryan. Yeah, uh, he's such a great guy. I need to get him back on my tech podcast because he he's such a good podcaster. But yeah, the 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 you know when the enterprise sees that when you can make something interesting about your product and talk about it and talk about it in a way. You know, my daughter listens to this this podcast. It's four hours long every week. It's on D and D, and she's not a D and D player. She's not gonna play D and D, but she's so interested in the personalities of the people playing this game that she knows all the details that are going on with them. It's Thursday nights, and it kills her when she can't watch it live. Four hours live, <laughs> four hours, right? That's not no such thing as too boring. Yeah, that's or, it. Right, not too long or but, but too boring, right? It's super engaging. We have found in our enterprise podcast, it's not a sales pitch, it's a relationship pitch. And so I, you know, we talk to these people every single week. We talk to them in the chat room, we get emails from them, we see them at our conference that we just had, you know, 1500 people come from all around the world to our conference here in Omaha. We get a chance to talk to them and see them. I get a chance to talk to them personally. It's a relationship pitch. And when you make that relationship, you know, with your Northeast Ohio podcasters mm-hmm. meetup group, when you go to podcast movement, I mean, I, want, I always, when I'm hanging out around you at podcast movement, I want to spend time with you, but everybody's like, yeah, I've got to talk to the Dave Jackson, <laughs> right? The, that's the ROI, right? And they'll do, then, then you have the influence that you're looking for. Yeah. And uh, speaking of influence, people that influence me $1 at a time are my awesome uh, $1 supporters. And we're talking about, Awesome people like Alan Palmer, Adam Higgins over at um, 
Odd Dad. Okay, I can never read this one. Odd Dad Out Podcast dot com. I'll just here's the problem. Now I have to read through my microphone. Um, let's see. Anthony at Route sixty six Podcast dot com. Audio Dice Network at AudioDice.net. Barb over at Anchor.fm slash BarbTUSA. Brandon at SeahawkersPodcast.com. How long till football season? Is it? Oh, like- not not short enough. They yeah. need to hurry up and get here. <laughs> uh, Dave over at Ottawa, Ottawa Works. Uh, Dan at Based on a True Story Podcast.com. A new patron, Dave over at TheSoccerSidelines.com. He should go check out uh, Subes. Uh, Emily Prokop. At, uh, <laughs> it never gets old. It never, never does. The old. story behind podcast.com. Uh, Garrett at utrmedia.org. Uh, Bumble at mask. That's M A S Q M E.org. Gary and Margaret over at beekeepingpodcast.com. Craig at ingleaspodcast.com. Chris and Brandon at floridafocuspodcast.libson.com. Uh, the International Latin Podcast Awards at latinpodcastawards.com. James at creepykingdom.com. Jeff at Disney, that's D-I-Z-N-E-Y, coast to coast.com. Uh, Jason at TV Times 3, that's T-H-R-E-E. Uh, Jay at potsterpodcast.com. John at soberspeak.com. Lucas at trianglectactical.net. Josh at onthebubblepodcast.com. I hope I got that right. I remember, I think it was last week. Can you can you go to onthebubblepodcast.com, Jim? And make sure you, you keep reading. I'll keep reading. I'll, I'll, okay. Mark at uh, resourcefuldesigner.com. Mike at uh, CreatePod, a podcast about the art of podcasting at CreatePodATX.com. Patrick Keller at BigSeancePodcast.com. Paul at FightingThroughPodcast.co.uk. Randall at RandallBlack.com. Ryle Davis Jr. Steve at Earn.show. Uh, Sean at Clarinet.com, Wayne Henderson at MediaVoiceOvers.com, and Cody Sison. If you would like to be, oh, I almost forgot one, Zachary at uh, SeriousAboutTech.com. And uh, if you would like to be an awesome supporter, all you got to do is point your browser over to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. And we're this close to having our own live private Q&A. We're at like 290-something a month, and when we hit 300 we have an extra kind of live Q and a thing that's just for patrons only. So, Ooh, and I might even join if you, uh, if you make that level, there you go. So, um, on the bubble podcast.com. Okay. I think that's what I had. Cause I remember him yep. saying, Hey, you got my address wrong. I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. So yeah, no, I typed in on the bubble podcast.com and it worked. It takes me to the, uh, landing page for that. Got it. And we had another, do we have anything in the chat room before I run away? Um, Oh, we have a random shout out for Steve Cloida, the prospecting expert who passed away a little over a week ago. Oh, that's a bummer. Was a really nice guy and longtime podcaster. Now we've been, this is the interesting thing. Podcasting has been going on long enough now that we have longtime podcasters, like, yeah. you know, 10, 15 years. Um, it'll be interesting, I think, with my podcast at work when that hits a decade, you know, 10 years. We're not that far away. I've been doing seven now. And, you know, you start thinking, man, 10 years uh, talking to people and the evolution of that's pretty great. Yeah. Here is a question from Facebook. Wendy Lee says, I'm wondering about how to quantify my numbers. I do a daily show as opposed to weekly. I typically get 40 to 50 downloads or listens per episode. Should I be thinking more in line of weekly numbers, say 250 uh, listens per week rather than 40 to 50 per day? 
And the answer there is no. It's episode numbers are episode numbers. And that's the same way people, I was talking to a guy and he kept quoting me monthly numbers and they were impressive. It was thousands of downloads. And I'm like, is that episode or monthly? And he goes, it's monthly. And I'm like, oh, what are your episodes? And when he told me the episodes, I was like, it was not as, it's still impressive. But when you go from like, you know, 15,000 downloads a month to, you know, 700, you're like, oh, oh, that doesn't sound quite as cool. The, the only exception may, and that may be if you have two podcasts that are doing two different subjects and have two different audiences, mm. could you add those together, right? Um, you could say, I think at Gallup, we have our coaching stuff and then we have our Gallup stuff, our Gallup news. We've got, you know, kind of around our, our polling stuff. Those, for the most part, are two completely, I have coaches on one side and kind of news junkies and political folks on the other. They blend a little bit, but I can kind of combine those together at times to say, yeah, this is our roughly, because our CEO is asking me all the time, what's our core audience? He asks yeah. me that all the time. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of have to be able to justify that and say, now on the coaching side, all those very similar audiences. So it would be tough to say, oh, I could take call the coach and theme Thursday and put them, you know, add those numbers together. I probably need to take a average or an aggregate or something along those lines if I'm looking for audience numbers. Ross remembers my famous line from DC Podfest from last year. Monthly stats are crap. Um, <laughs> yeah, it depends on, depends on what yeah. you do with them, right? Yeah. If you And if you compare them to themselves, that can give you a good indication of your, of your you know, listener, how are your listener numbers? Yeah. But, my thing is I use yeah. that as a stat of how many people are downloading my back catalog because 60% of my downloads in a month are from my back catalog. So, but uh, you made a great point about uh, comparing yourself, you know, depending on the show, there was a really cool article. I will put this in the chat room and I will put it in the show notes. He said, talking very slowly as he behind the scenes looks to see what actual episode this is. If you go to ask the podcast coach, why won't it open? Okay. I will tell you the episode number later. It's my computer. You know what? I have noticed one thing though, Jim, yeah, no, no lockups. No lockups. I think we, I think we maybe solved the problem. Yeah, uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash 258. Uh, I'll put a link to this article. But it talks about how you can't compare your podcast. Somebody in, in Facebook today said, I was comparing myself to some of these big shows, and it was just, you know, basically kicking him where it counts. And he said, I finally decided that, hey – you know, I went in my email and had a couple people say I really like the show. And I saw on Facebook where somebody said I like the show. And he goes, you know, and I said, yeah, don't. That's like one of the worst things you can do is compare your show to other people. It's like, ugh, it just uh, it's. Well, but don't don't. I mean, take away because I, I think there is some helpful when you when you see people do things and you like it and you're like, ooh, I could emulate that. Some of those kinds of things when you compare. I think some of those are good. And I think a little chip on your shoulder around numbers oh, yeah. drive you to stay up a little late and and maybe polish it a little bit more or maybe think about the number of ums you say in the podcast or, you know, so don't completely don't compare yourself. But I, I get your point. Yeah, uh, we have we might have new patrons next week. Jim Harold is saying got to run from pod lords. I want him to be a just so I can say, I, of course, he's got Jim dot com, but pod lords and then uh the beauty bubble says man need to be a patron yes you do no, so. I, I listen i appreciate let me just say this this patreon it's dave's thing uh, this is dave's show i do i'm just i'm here for the ride i am 
I am just on Dave's coattails holding on like crazy because he lets me show up on Saturday morning. So I appreciate you guys supporting Dave when you do that. It's Dave's tax money as well. It's true. <laughs> well, and you have to pay the taxes on it. That's yeah. The that's the beauty of it. I don't have to record it on my taxes. So uh, good enough. Jim, have you ever done any recording with people in the same room? Yes. Because I, I, somebody on Facebook, and unfortunately I forgot to get their name, my apologies, was saying they got bleed. Like, Oh, yeah, you're going to get bleed. And that was sure. my answer. It was like, I remember when I had this little office above uh, a deli, and I was doing a show with my ex-wife. And it was... It was about as big as this bedroom. It wasn't, it may be a little bigger. And we did the thing where at one point she was like almost in the other corner and I'm in the other corner and our mics are facing directly opposite of each other. And her voice just carried like nobody's business. And it was just one of those where I would listen back and I'm like, I still hear her in my channel. And it was like, I don't, you know, it was one of those, again, we could obsess over that and we could noise gate it out and blah. And I was like, you know, in the end, could I hear her? Yes. Was it, you know, could you hear me? Yes. Don't worry about it. It's like, you know, if it sounds good, don't worry about the multi channels, you know, and I know, yeah, that limits some editing and some things that you can do, but just do better vocally. Yeah. And, and when <laughs> take, you, take more takes. Yeah. You know? And when you put them mono, it didn't really cause an issue. Cause I have seen that where people will somehow have their mics in a phase difference. So that when you put the mono, it basically cancels everybody out. <laughs> So, yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. It's one of those things, again, we start listening through the ears of a podcaster and we're like, oh, they're they're bleeding. And I'm like, yeah, like if this was a well, even even in the music biz, you're going to have some drums on the bass track or or that's a bad one. But when you record things with a microphone and you're next to the drummer, you're probably going to have a little bit of, you know, but again, that's where you go. I think I can hear the bass drum over the guitar. You're like, no. So. Yeah, you're like, don't worry about it. In most cases, that's so such a narrow niche of people actually doing that. In most cases, just don't worry about it. Like, it's just put it on a single track, put that thing on mono, you'll be fine in, in 99% of the time. Yeah. The What do you think Leo charges CPM for his, because uh, he actually let it slip, apparently. I saw this. Really? Slip. Yeah. Really? I have no idea. For this week in Google. Se- 75 bucks? No. Is, is that your final answer? Yeah, sure. Why not? Anybody else in the chat room want to guess what Leo's charging CPM for this week in Google? This is where I need, uh, you know. Is it ridiculous? It's more than I thought it was. Oh, 500 bucks. No, that's a little too much. That would be. I'm (laughs) sorry. uh, 250. 90 bucks. (laughs) Oh, that's that's pretty close. Yeah. So, yeah, you said 70. I'm like, oh, that's pretty close. Yeah. But that's, and then the the person put it out there as just kind of like, hey, you know, A, it's Leo. And because people are like, kind of like, that should be, you know, does that mean everybody gets to charge 90 bucks? And I'm like, well, his, his ads are too long. That I think that's part of it, too. Yeah. His ads are too long. Is sure. uh, But he gets it. He gets it. And he gets people to keep doing it. So whether they're too long or not, it works. <laughs> like he gets advertisers and he gets them at that price. I think, Dave, don't you think for most podcasters, 50 is a good place to, place to start? Like that just. Yeah. So many people start at 20 and then they end up at 35. And I'm like. Mm. You know, it's, yeah. and I don't even do the CPM. I just do a per episode thing. Just do a flat. Don't. If if we, if, I think if you're under 5,000, you know, just do, do monthly. I mean, do a flat, do a flat monthly rate. Just make it easy on everybody. And just, uh, just to negotiate with the person that you're working with on value. 
and, and stop worrying about all the numbers, actually get engagement, sell their stuff, like get some way of tracking that. But, but uh, I think we think about it too much sometimes. Um, I did get a question that we're going to play. This is from Glenn, but not Glenn the Geek. He said hitting the button. Hey, Dave. This is Glenn Reader. You and I spoke uh, about maybe two months ago now when I was inquiring on starting a podcast. Well, I've launched it, and I have some episodes available. And I need some questions. Uh, some feedback, some criticism, something, someone to tell me where I'm going off on, where I'm doing okay at. Um, cause you can't tr- trust your loved ones cause your loved ones are just going to tell you that you're doing great and I love <laughs> it and you're amazing. So, somebody from the- so he, he goes on there there. Where would you get feedback, Jim? I mean, you could hire, that's the thing. I, I emailed him back. I said, it's funny. You should ask that. Have you ever heard of the podcast review show that I do with Eric K. Johnson? If you want serious tons of constructive feedback, podcastreviewshow.com. But what if you don't want to spend the $99 for two podcast consultants because I'm a podcaster and I want things for free? Well, then you're going to be dependent on listeners who you may or may not be able to get any feedback from. I mean, it's, if you know, if it doesn't work, I, listen, I will not do the brakes on my car. I'm just, I don't trust myself. I'm not good at it. I don't have the right <laughs> tools. I'm not going to do the brakes. That's one of those kinds of things. I, I remember I told somebody, yeah, I'm taking in to get the brakes done. Well, you could just do that yourself. I'm like, are you freaking crazy? Yeah. Yet, yet, sometimes we expect, you know, to be able to get all of that or do it ourselves. And there's just some things you can't do yourselves and you need to pay somebody to get, to get it done. I'd say, you know, if, if, if 99, if, yeah, 99 bucks is out of the budget for you. You're then dependent on finding someone. You're going to, by the way, you're going to spend that in time finding people right. or begging your listeners or whatever, right? Just pay it and get it done yeah. and get, get the feedback that you need. Yeah, I remember. Do you remember? Do you still change your own oil? I used, no. I'm going to say I used to when I was like 16. And yeah, yeah, I was in the military and I had, I didn't have two nickels to rub together. Yeah, yeah sure. But uh, yeah. But yeah, because if you if you mess up on something on your car, you you don't want it to uh, to be your brakes. Yeah, no, no, that's that's not a. I'm not good at you know. There's all these things you need to know, and everybody's like, oh yeah, piece of cake, and I'm like, nah, not a piece of cake for me. I'm gonna pay somebody. I just think, Dave, there's those times when you need to. I think about all the hack jobs I've done on stuff here in the house where I complain about the last guy. And I'm like, God, this was done so shoddy. So I go to fix it. And then I make it twice as shoddy. And I'm like, you know, there is some value in just having somebody else come in. I had a, I had some folks come in and do some mud jacking of uh, some steps. We have some concrete that mm-hmm. got out of level. And in in an hour, drilled some holes, filled it up, got it level, all kind of they were gone. I could have jacked around with that thing because there's DIY ways to do that. Yeah, I would have spent a whole afternoon getting eaten alive by the bugs, sweating, a sunburn. Sometimes it just pays to pay. And so I think with podcasting, make that determination on where the most value is. hundred bucks is not bad to get somebody to review your show, especially with the two of you and Eric K. Johnson. He's a great guy. Yeah. And then Michael says, that was the best 99 bucks I ever spent on my podcast. I didn't mean to turn this into a giant plug. But. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but what's a great service. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you want to get feedback, I have, <laughs> I sometimes don't want to get feedback on my show. I yeah. get afraid of it. I mean, I listen to all my shows, but, um, 
I don't, you know, I'm like, uh, I've thought about having you do that on my show. And I'm like, I don't know if our relationship could survive that. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Jim at this week? I don't know. We reviewed, just his, quit. Show. Yeah. We reviewed his show last week and he just quit. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did get some feedback from Kyle. Hello, Dave and Jim. Just want to leave you some feedback on some recent podcast episodes. Um, first of all, your episode from June 15th entitled, Is There a Podcasting Pay Gap? I just thought that was one of the best episodes you've ever put out of Ask the Podcast Coach. I'm going to go back and listen to the whole thing and take notes on it and send that episode over to um, another a podcaster that I'm helping get started and um, just give him some advice and tips and things that he can learn from that. So a uh, great episode. Really appreciated all the conversation there. And then the other uh, note was on the most recent episode, uh, you were talking about some hardware gear and things like that and um, the... The, what is it? The Roadcaster and uh, the uh, Presonus Mix Pre 3 6 thing, whatever that is called. Um, and um, I, another one that has come up, I don't think I've heard you guys talk about it yet, but it's um, from Zoom, the uh, Zoom F6. I guess it hasn't even technically been released yet, but um, it seems like it's going to be a really good option with six inputs and um, it has a lot of stuff. It has like dual something to prevent clipping. Um, so you, you basically can't ever clip the audio, um, but it's supposed to be, um, really nice and record USB as well. So I thought that was an interesting. So thank you, Kyle, for that. And, uh, I made a mistake. I, I, I got all excited because I thought it was the zoom. I thought, cause it was from bangs, not bangs, the guy in the chat room, normally, uh, the, the king of Reddit bangs. And, um, I thought it was the Zoom H4. It's the Zoom F4, which is kind of the uh, basically Mix Pre 6. Uh, what's the word? Competition. And it's like $300 cheaper. The the uh, Mix Pre 6 is like 900 bucks, and this thing goes for about 600 which we sound like that's cheap. Ah, it's only 600 bucks. But if you're in, and it's made for field recording, hence the the whole six inputs plus uh, the it's four inputs and then a stereo kind of lighting like I'm using now for the um, the uh, iPad here. So that's uh, that's what we're talking about. But uh, thank you, Kyle, for the feedback. Jimmy, look, like you were going to that, say that something. Zoom F4 550 on Sweetwater right now. Yeah. So versus the Mix Pre 6, which is 900 bucks. So. No, but, no show for me this week, Dave. And in, in the post show, I want to talk a little bit about the benefits of taking a vacation from your podcast. Uh, so we'll talk about that in the post show. Absolutely. And this week, I'm going to do it because uh, I've got I'm not doing anything this weekend, but reporting podcasts because Sunday I'm going to Pittsburgh for Libsyn. I'll be in Pittsburgh next week, Monday through Wednesday at a Libsyn podcasting thing, which means I normally record my podcast on Sunday. So I'm doing it all today. It's all podcasting all day. And I'm going to release the episode on everything I know about interviews, which I've been working on for quite some time. It actually could be a book at this point. So stick around for some post show. We are here every Saturday. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Thank you to the chat room. Stick around for some post show. Yeah.